0: Good morning, and thank you for joining me once again as we uh, continue uh, our read through the Bible uh, in a year devotional series. We've made our way uh, to the New Testament book of Philippians, a letter written by the Apostle Paul uh, while imprisoned in Rome, probably in the early part of the 60s AD and uh, he wrote this short book to encourage uh, those that were a part of the church in the city of philippi uh, the first city uh, that uh, uh, paul ministered in as he came over uh, to the european continent Uh, i always when i reflect upon this it is of great uh, historical significance Uh, that the Apostle Paul uh, was not planning to go westward into Europe. Uh, He was planning to go uh, north and eastward and that we have recorded in the book of Acts, what is often referred to as the Macedonian vision, where a man from Philippi uh, uh, calls upon the apostle Paul to come to Europe, and he comes to Philippi, and he preaches the gospel, and people are saved. Uh, of course, he's beaten and thrown into prison, and eventually uh, ran out of town, but uh, he remembers uh, the people uh, uh, Philippi fondly, the people of the church, and he knows that the gospel Uh, has been at work uh, in them and so in writing a word of encouragement uh, to them uh, let's look at uh, chapters one and two with our emphasis coming in chapter two beginning in verse one and uh, probably you would find a a lot of christians that might point to this book uh, as their favorite book because uh, one of the things that is Stated and restated, in fact, I've got a note in my Bible that says he refers to this 16 times, is this admonition to rejoice. Uh, rejoice in the Lord. Uh, here's a guy who's in prison writing to people, presumably who are not in prison, but saying to them uh, that we must rejoice and I think that's an important discipline for the Christians uh, of every generation that we may need to be reminded now it doesn't mean that our providences may not be difficult indeed they may often be difficult but because of our Lord Jesus Christ there is always a reason to rejoice for every Christian in every situation uh, in every, uh, every time frame uh, because of what Christ has done uh, the Christian uh, should and must rejoice in our salvation. And so in chapter 1, uh, he speaks, uh, first of all, uh, a word of greeting and then a, a prayer of thanksgiving that he is thankful for what God has done among them, uh, that uh, he saw the effect of the gospel in uh, their lives, and he uh, makes that great statement uh, that God's going to be faithful to begin uh, to complete what he began uh, in them uh, at the preaching of the gospel. He calls for the unity of the church and in and, and some sense illustrates that call for unity uh, in the great Christology, uh, Christology that we'll be looking at here in chapter 2 in just a, a moment. And then he calls uh, for the church uh, after this great uh, statement of the deity of Christ uh, to live in light of the gospel, as those who have been transformed uh, by the grace of God. So let's look at chapter 2, verse 1, and this is a, one of a number of places that you find in our New Testament. Uh, John 1 would be a place uh, similar to this, Hebrews 1 would be a place similar uh, to this. Um, this passage, uh, pl- a passage in Colossians chapter 1 are places where uh, the deity of the Lord Jesus Christ is expressed with great conviction and with great clarity. And uh, that uh, uh, the Jesus that we proclaimed is the virgin-born Son of God. He is God incarnate and he is the, the, the very uh, incarnation uh, of God in physical form. And so Paul says something to us about the reality and, and at some level the, the mystery of the God-man, of Jesus Christ, the one who is fully God and fully man. Reading beginning in verse 1. So if there is any encouragement in Christ, any comfort from love, any participation in the Spirit, any affection and sympathy, complete my joy by being of the same mind, having the same love, being in full accord and of one mind. Do nothing from selfish ambition or conceit, but in humility count others more significant than yourselves. Let each one of you look not only to his own interests, but at the interests of others. so that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow, in heaven and on earth and under the earth, and every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father." Paul makes a series of uh, what might be called conditional statements there beginning in verse 1, and really the idea is not, well, maybe perhaps uh, there is something of encouragement in Christ. He is saying there is. there is encouragement in christ there is comfort there is participation in uh, the spirit that there can be church the church can have the the same mind they can have uh, unity they they can have uh, even fellowship with god through jesus christ that unites them and allows them to uh, both acknowledge the reality of their temptation to be selfish, but also to to deal with their their selfishness and their uh, conceit, and they can actually practice humility of of a type similar uh, to that which Jesus did in humbling himself to the uh, will of God the Father, uh, surrendering uh, the um, unique rights of his uh, eternal existence in the heavens uh, with his Father God. Uh, he uh, uh, doesn't divest, divest himself of his deity, but at some level uh, he uh, surrenders himself to the, the will of the Father and takes on uh, this uh, unique reality of the flesh of man and, and truly becoming a man okay not just he didn't just appear to be a man he became uh, a man and therefore he could come and be our substitute our sacrifice that that he could die on the cross in our place for our sin and so if there is to be salvation it has been accomplished in the lord jesus christ and it could be only be accomplished in the lord jesus christ is uh if only he is fully God and man. If he is not God, he cannot save. If he's not man, he cannot die as our substitute. So he must be truly, genuinely, not 50-50, God and man, but 100% God and 100% man. And because uh, he has acted in this humility in this sacrificial way and in surrendering uh, himself to the will of the Father, uh, God has exalted him because of his acceptable sacrifice, of his substitution for us on the cross, and because of that, he will be acknowledged as Lord. As I've often said, we will acknowledge him genuinely and willfully in this life, or we will acknowledge his uh, his lordship uh, both as we are sentenced, to an eternal hell. But even as we experience an eternal hell, it will be with the sure knowledge that Jesus Christ is Lord. And so I pray that this is a blessing to your day and i look forward to seeing you once again tomorrow.